The scripture reading for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 through 10. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. To keep me from becoming conceited because of the surprisingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul in 2 Corinthians, we've been kind of reading uh, through a lot of, I skipped a couple of them, but uh, uh, we've been reading through a lot of 2 Corinthians. And Paul has been kind of, defensive through the whole letter and this has to do with uh, his sense that he's being persecuted he's he's being uh, he's being thought of as less than he is that his authority as an apostle has been questioned by some people uh, who he refers to as super apostles uh, rather sarcastically he he calls these super apostles who come along and question his legitimacy. And so Paul spends a lot of time trying to convince uh, the folks at Corinth that he is legit. And on the one hand, he spends a lot of time trying to say to us, hey, you know, I'm not going to boast like these other guys. I'm not going to boast about all of my stuff. He goes on these big tirades about not boasting and how arrogant it is to to boast like the super apostles that he keeps talking about. But then he proceeds to boast about all the troubles he's gone through and all the hardships he's had. And uh, a lot of this, he, he refer, he, people think he's foolish. And so he embraces that. He says, and I'm a fool for Christ in the text just before this one. And then he goes into this, uh, this thing about boasting. And then he says... So he wants to boast to us a little bit about it, but he doesn't want to—he doesn't want us to know that he's boasting. So he says this: He says, "I know a guy," but everyone knows he's talking about himself. <laughs> he says, "I know a guy who was taken up to to paradise and revealed. There were secret things were revealed to this person. He has this incredible revelation, and I, we're not supposed to talk about it. But some incredible things came to this person. So if." This person wanted, I could boast about this person if I wanted to, uh, but I'm not going to because that wouldn't be right. But this person has these incredible revelations of God. And I could boast, I could say a lot of things, but because I'm humble, 
I won't. <laughs> That's kind of where Paul goes with all of this. But then Paul, in this incredible moment of, of uh, vulnerability almost, Paul says, uh, offers us this remarkable thing. Paul says, so that I didn't get so full of myself, so I didn't get too elated. Uh, there was a thorn in my side that was put there by the power of Satan. Satan is attacking me with this thorn in my side. The powers of evil have, have crippled me somehow. And we have no idea what that thorn is. There's been lots and lots of speculation about what that means, but quite frankly, Paul did not tell us. And so anyone who says they think they know what the thorn in Paul's side is, some, you know, some have said, well, it's some kind of illness, maybe malaria, because he got laid up in Galatia for so long uh, and got caught there unaware. Maybe it's some other kind of illness. Maybe it's some guilt or sin that has, keeps, to play, keeps plaguing him. Maybe it's guilt about his persecution against the Christians in his early life and all of that. Whatever, we're not told. And quite frankly, I think that's nice because then we can, we can kind of put our own self in that and we can, we can imagine our own thorns as we listen to Paul talk about this thorn that was in his side and he goes before God three times asking that this, this thorn would be taken away from him. And God's response to Paul is my grace is sufficient for you. For, in, for power is made perfect in weakness. What an amazing thing to say. And this is the central point. This is the center piece, the apex. This is the, the real crux of what Paul wants to get across to us in this letter to the church in Corinth. That in our weaknesses, it's God's opportunity to shine. And I want to I want to point out a couple of things. One is, first of all, you know I don't I don't imagine Paul goes on to say, therefore I'm going to boast in my weaknesses and I'm going to rejoice in my sorrow. And you know that's great for Paul. And quite frankly, you know Paul here is just trying to he's trying to. Uh, not he's trying to not boast but boast and so he's kind of doing playing this game uh, back and forth but i don't imagine i bet paul complained plenty <laughs> quite frankly and and uh, i don't i don't want to suggest that that when we are experiencing sorrow that we're supposed to just laugh it off and just pretend like it's not there and put on a happy face uh that's pretty naive and pretty insensitive to be honest, you know, uh, when struggles, when strife come along, when we're faced with difficulties in life, yeah, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel all of that. Yeah, you're going to, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be experience sorrow. Whatever Paul may be trying to tell you, uh, it's okay to experience those things. And uh, the other th- point I want to make before I move on from there is I want to note that in this text, Paul says it was, it was Satan. It was the adversary who put this thorn in Paul's side. It was not God. So in other words, uh, I want to make clear that God isn't going around causing us pain 
and causing us to be weak or giving us sorrow so that we have to lean on God for help. God doesn't go about doing things that way. However, when sorrows come along, when difficulties are thrown at us, when the world is crashing down around, when Satan is putting thorns in our side, that is the moment when we can go before God in all of our weakness and God responds with strength. That is a moment when we can come before God on our hands and knees and say, I cannot go on like this anymore. I need you to help me. And God says, well, I've been kind of waiting for you to get there. I've been kind of waiting for you to reach out to me. I've been kind of waiting for you to call out. It didn't, we didn't have to wait until things got so bad, but here I am. Let's get through this together. That's the kind of God we worship, amen? And Paul says that, that our weakness becomes strength. What an amazing gift to offer. What Paul wants you and I and the people in Corinth and all of us to understand is that we don't have to have all the strength. We don't have to get through life by the power of our own will because many of us feel like we can't. Many of us feel inadequate. Many of us feel like we just don't have what it takes. And many of us sit and we, we, we read the reports of a doctor's report or we hear news or we, we lose a job or we, we, we experience the loss of a relationship. We say to ourselves, I'm never going to be able to get through this. I'm never going to be able to get through this. Or maybe there's something just deep inside of us that people don't like. People tell you you should be ashamed of. And maybe we can't get past our own guilt and shame and we say, I can't get through this. I can't do it. It's in those moments. It's in those moments. And the God that we worship comes to us as a as a loving and caring parent comes to us and says, you can do this. You can do this because I am going to give you everything you need. I am going to help you take that first step. I'm going to help you take that second step. I'm going to help you move forward. I'm going to help you run. I'm going to help you fly. And we are going to get through this together. There is not a one of us in this room who could not replace the word thorn with some pain or some struggle or some sorrow or some shame that we just cannot get past. And what Paul begs us to do today is to hear that beautiful voice of God saying, you know what, I know you think you're weak, but together we are strong. Stronger than anything this world can throw at you. We will get through it. It is a blessing and a gift of God to have that kind of relationship. 
an empowering relationship. What an amazing gift to be able to say to us and be able to say to yourself, I feel weak, therefore I am strong. Because in my weakness, God's strength comes out. Amen? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, sometimes we, you know, we hear this idea that when we are weak, you make us strong. And, and if we thought about it, we can kind of remember experiencing that a few times. Then we forget. God, I just pray that you would help us to know how to lay ourselves before you and let your strength take over and help us move forward. For we know, God, that you are faithful in your promise that you will be with us, that you are our rock and our salvation, and that in you we can accomplish anything you ask us to do. We can get through this life, not just surviving, but thriving and experiencing it fully. Be with us as we learn how to do that. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.